Pusha T's going on tour. Is he going to be in Florida? I didn't check his tour dates. I feel like he'd go to Miami. Probably. Yeah. I wanted to see uh, Tom Segura. Yeah. But his Orlando show sold out. He's my favorite rapper. <laughs> Where's he at? Uh, Hard Rock, Hard I Rock? think. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Interesting. I guess that's a big, a nice venue. For, for I mean, I, I went to it to see um, Nas and Damian Marley. Mm. I saw The Roots there. You saw The Roots? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. My brother's, who, like, birthday gift Yes, to me. that's right, that's right. Yeah. Who who they who were they touring with? Um, They not, were with somebody, uh, right? Not in Florida, I don't think. No? No, because the opener seemed like more of, like, a local act. Oh. And then they just took up, like, the spot of a second opener and their entire spot. Like, yeah. they, they played for a long time. That's good. They have a big usually, catalog. You usually want, you know, you're going to go see them. Mm-hmm. Fucking play the hits, man. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about The Roots is that they're such a big band that it's like, it's not just a DJ and a rapper. Yeah. You know, so like they have entire sections that are dedicated to like just playing some funk for a while. Yeah. You know, they let uh, Black Thought take a break. Yeah. Goes in the back, hangs out for a bit, comes back <laughs> out when they need him. Uh, that must be nice. That's great. Yeah. Have you listened to his uh, new EP? Um. Yeah, I listened through it once completely and uh-huh. kind of jumped in and out throughout the past couple weeks. Yeah. But I like it. Well, <clears throat> let's see if we like these beers, friend. Okay. My name is Marco Dupa. For my powerful co-host Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Tonight's brew is from the uh uh uh. New- <sighs> I always space on the fucking name. I don't know why. Uh, New Belgium. Jesus. That's right. I don't, I don't know why. It's, it's right there in my face, too. It sure is. <laughs> I wanted to call it the Fat Tire Brewing Company. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're known for most. Yeah. So. Well, uh, this is the Voodoo Ranger, the Juicy Haze IPA. So it's uh, a play on their Voodoo Ranger that, that I think we've had on here. We've had the Voodoo Ranger. I think, I think we've had the double IPA Voodoo Ranger at one point or another. On here? If not in person. Hmm. Yeah. In real life. Well, let's see how we feel about this. It's going to be a good time. I have a feeling already. Mm. This is the One Beer In Podcast. The One Beer In Podcast. I said that really fast. One Beer In Podcast. One Beer In Podcast. sample that Do it. <clears throat> we've been uh you know we've we've just been spoiled with with good music that's come out recently mm-hmm. you know it's just been like i mean it, it doesn't hurt that kanye's released something every week that right. helps but in the midst of that i mean you know you've got um the, the fonte albums came out early earlier this year mm-hmm. uh father john misty yeah uh beach house yeah um was that this year yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
uh, Parquet Courts. Parquet Courts, yep. Yeah. Uh, Great album. Nas. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a, officially. I checked because it's entirely produced by Kanye. I thought, like, did he slip into good music? No. Mm. He's on Mass Appeal, which is, a, I guess, a, an imprint. Interesting. It's distributed by Def Jam, though. Yeah. So. Um, are you sure that it's com- it's fully uh, produced by Kanye West, though? Uh, I mean, unless you have some the only thing, the only reason I'm asking is because I saw that it said executive produced by Kanye West, which makes me think there's somebody else in there that's also producing. Nobody has come out and said anything to the contrary. Okay, but I'm gonna look it up and see. Okay, yeah, it may just be my paranoia, but when somebody says executive produced, it's like mm. no, you're right, you're right, and anytime they they throw that out there, it definitely could be like, um, like was he just overseeing the process yeah. the entire time it's he definitely has to have some production credits on there yeah i mean you're right there's a lot of producers on here mm. uh kanye west also executive andrew dawson benny blanco books from, from the bronx uh cashmere cat che pope eric danchik evan mast mike dean plain pat uh yeah so the that's our slew of producers mm-hmm that's all right. It got overshadowed by Jay Z and Beyonce, anyway. <laughs> which is, I mean, hilarious. All right, hilarious. Jay was playing the long game with that beef. Uh huh. It's just, I mean, wow. Yeah. What what a what a power move. <laughs> just so quickly, how quickly did the tide turn? Right for that Nas album. So Nas puts out his album. He he has the listening party at midnight. Right. Excuse me. Then there's some trouble with the the upload, I guess. Right. It's like what, like twelve hours late? Yeah. Maybe more. It was midday to evening when the album finally hit. Yeah. Um. Yes, because I was out of work. I know that because I was looking for it. Hopefully. Oh yeah. No, we were we were at the bar, and you're like, "Hey, look, it's actually coming up." Yes. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we were out. Right. So it was definitely like the next night. Yeah. And then uh, as everyone's talking about it, everyone's like, oh, man, new Nas, new Nas, new Nas. Jay-Z and Beyonce finally dropped their their long-awaited and long-rumored joint album mm-hmm. uh, called Everything is Love. They are credited as The Carters. The Carters. Somebody on Twitter said The Hoves, and I like that better. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, then, and then that took over the conversation. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. As soon as as soon as there was a hint of a scent of Beyonce and Jay Z mm-hmm. in the room, people instantly forgot about they the Nas do. album. They do. Which I mean, okay, so I've listened to both. You've listened to both. Yeah, I have. I uh I mean the Nas album is I've I said it on, on Instagram, shameless plug at Marco Dupa. Uh-huh. I do one minute reviews. You can go on there and watch those. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I've seen I've seen other people online saying it's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people call it a weed plate. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, they're really that's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's pretty mean. I uh, just for the record, I'd, I'd probably give it a good, not great. Yeah, uh, for a score. Uh, and honestly, it, it took me a couple listens to really come to that decision because I was hyped up like everybody else, every other Nas fan who's like. I, I told you actually when I was first listening to it, it was like, you know, the one thing that I'll say about Nas albums that tend to be their downfall is a lot of the you know instrumental selections mm-hmm. tend to be weak. Yes, that's but, been his, as you said, 
Achilles heel. Achilles heel, right. But for this one, it's like, okay, he has, you know, Kanye in his corner. That's mm-hmm. obviously a, regardless of what you think of him in his personal life, he is a talented producer. Yeah. There's no questioning that. So I figured this was going to be a slam dunk for yeah. Nas. Nas has a lyric still. He still, it still sounds like he's trying to make decent songs. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, no, it fell a little flat in certain, certain areas. I think that's, that's really the thing is just, it just, it just fell flat. It's hard to describe why it doesn't hit the way you want it to Mm -hmm. or the way it should. Well, and again, maybe it's a thing of we're, we're so blessed with all these great albums that have come out this year. Yeah. That when one is just okay, it it almost makes it seem less than at that point, yeah. you know? I mean, but it's Nas though. I know. Like, we should have been You hold him to a higher expectation, but if you look at his catalog, like he's full of hits and misses. He really is, yeah. He's definitely the most inconsistent rapper to be considered a goat. Yeah. For sure. Right. I mean, no one has the kind of catalog that he has and is still in the conversation for greatest rapper of all time right it's amazing actually when you think about it i mean illmatic is still i I, like i will say without any hesitation my favorite hip-hop album of all time and you would be justified so i like on that alone he's carried his weight in my book yeah for the hip-hop and there you go that's 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 pretty much it isn't it yeah like how like it's a little like flash in the pans every once in a while, you know. Like, he comes out with a, a great one every once in a while. Garnered the goodwill off of one album, off of his debut album, yeah. oh, 1994. It's been since then. He's yeah. garnered goodwill, and people just continue to give him chances. Yeah. And then, and then, like you said, there's flashes. Yeah. And then he comes back, and you're like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, still Maddox, great. Uh, ma- it or, was uh, written was great. Yeah, it was uh, written. It, it was written. It's probably my second favorite of his. Yeah. 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 Then Stillmatic. Yeah. 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 I really I really like Life is Good. I think Life is Good is one of his best um like latter half albums. Yeah. Post uh Stillmatic, I guess would be like the halfway point of his career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From then on is kind of just been all over the place. Yeah. Godson and Uh-huh. Um I know he he the one thing that He'll never be able to uh, come back from, as, in, in my eyes, as a fan of his, is uh, backing down on naming his album Nigger. Yeah. That that really disappointed me. Yeah, yeah. I it was thought, just uh, N, right? Technically, is called Untitled. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, is, technically, is, technically, it's just called Nas. Okay. So, is it is it a different album that I'm thinking of that's just like the no, N? No, 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 no. It... it his back is slashed with an N, N on it. N, yeah. Like an N scar. Yeah, that album is... It has... I, I think P, that was one of the ideas thrown out there, but officially, it's just called Untitled. Untitled. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. No. Hmm. I'm not giving you that pass, sir. You yeah. want to be provocative? You want to be controversial? Then fucking go for it, man. Yeah. Don't back down when you realize, oh, shit, this is going to fuck with my money. It's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, then, yeah. I mean, are you really a true artist? My honestly, my art director at work says it all the time, and something I've I've grown a lot from the saying, which is, "Don't nibble. If you're gonna if you're gonna take a bite, take a bite. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Don't go around the edges. Don't don't try to dabble a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do the thing, do the thing all the way. Yeah. Like you scared to lick pussy, so you eat around the tush. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I was disappointed by that. And ever since then, it's like, mm, and I didn't, you know, like you said, he's just very, very, very up and down. And, yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would still recommend it as an album. Yeah, I'd, I'd say listen to it. Yeah. And check it out. But, um, yeah. And, and, and you know what? The Carter's album isn't that great either. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good, but it's like, it's more, it's more, uh, um, uh, uh, black Twitter fodder than it is an actual yeah. good album. Yeah. Like, it's fun to talk about, like with Beyonce rapping so much on it, uh-huh. and the, you know, them doing the Migos thing and them addressing things in their lives. And there's a lot of, me. a lot of back and forth between them as like a couple. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's, a, it's definitely more fun than mm-hmm. Nazir is. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's uh, eh. it's predictable. I wasn't impressed. Yeah, it's very predictable. I I think it's just cotton candy, really, when yeah. it comes down to it. Like it's it's a it's a good listen. I, I said I this on Twitter. It. It's it's like um, Jay and Beyonce. They're not movers of the culture so much as people who like sit on the outside of the culture and just go, I can do that, mm-hmm. and then they just jump in and and everyone go everyone loses their shit. I yeah. mean, the only thing. Like I guess you could credit Beyonce with the surprise releases, but yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I I'm pretty sure that people who are not as notable as her did it before. Oh her. yeah, no, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. But she was the first sort of artist of her height and like ilk, ilk, yes, her ilk, um, to do that. Yeah. So it, that kind of brought that style into the mainstream and yeah. and showed that like oh I'll I'll take something from this like I don't know sort of like zine culture. Mm-hmm. And appropriate it for the masses, yeah. And have this like surprise release style. And now it's like, now everybody's doing it, and it's almost like, I mean, how do you how do you put out an album nowadays? You know, like how how the fuck like the the old way of you know putting out two singles, a couple of videos, building it up for about three months, mm-hmm. then telling everybody about the release date, releasing the cover art getting that radio play and then finally on tuesday putting your album out it hits stores everybody goes out and buys it and then we look at your first week sales yada 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 yeah that shit is dead yeah because of you know i'd say because of beyonce and because of streaming Mm -hmm. that you don't fucking who cares anymore like the the fact that you can just upload something and then just go eh, fuck it it's out listen to it yeah I don't know because now people do it so much that even this this even the surprise release thing has become cliche. Like, yeah, everybody's fucking. It's, well, it loses it loses that surprise element. Like I mean, it was a surprise that the Jay Z and uh, Beyonce album came out when it did. I guess because nobody really knew about it, and that caused the stir in its own right. But I think that's the only reason that they do it is just so that people will talk about it on Twitter all day. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. That's yeah. that's for sure what they're why they're doing it to get it to go viral. You know. Yeah. Because they could have they could have just released that video for ape shit and then put the album out in a week. Yeah. A week right, right. Well, if if they would have announced it like a traditional you know album would be announced, it wouldn't have gotten nearly as much uh, publicity right. for it. You know, right. like doing that secret. Uh, dropping of the album is a marketing tactic yeah that's all it is so and it, it works it's continued to work yeah so but like you were saying though on the same token if you do that all the time it's like okay like we we kind of get it past a certain point i feel like only jay-z and beyonce have the the uh, the clout to make that a genuine exciting surprise all the time yeah you know 
So, so they're, I mean, they're big enough to do it. If you're like, uh, if you're like me, say an mm-hmm. underground artist, it's like, yeah. do you just as soon as you're done with something, like just go, eh, fuck it, it's finished. Well, that's the Here thing. I, I feel like an artist like you, a shitty one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody, listen to this music. He's on Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Etc. Etc. Spotify under Marco Dupa. Marco Dupa. Yeah, Marco yeah, Dupa. I actually I, I changed it to make it easier for myself and for okay. everybody. Good. So good. it's Marco Dupa. It's Marco Dupa. What well, change it so that it would stand out? Yeah. Because I put in my rap name, right? Boogiematic. Right. You would not believe how many boogies there are. Oh God! It is just <sighs> a sea of boogies. Uh huh. Yeah. That's actually what I said in my email to the. Uh, website that i use to di- distribute my mm-hmm. music i was like i don't want to get lost in the sea of boogies that are out <laughs> here uh so please can i change my name yeah and they were cool with it no but anyway right as i was saying for an artist such as yours uh where you're you know just kind of garnering a fan base at this point mm-hmm. i think it it uh it's it's good for you it's, it's a good strategy that you uh try as best as you can to announce when something's going to come out yeah. That way, people are ready to receive it when it does come out, and it seems more official that way. That that is the traditional model. That's the model that looks like you know you're part of Interscope or something. You know, right. like that makes it look like you have your shit and and ducks in a row. You yeah. know, your shit ducks in a row. <laughs> um, so I, I would say for you, that strategy wouldn't work as far as like, oh, surprise, here's my full album because like they weren't anticipating your album to begin with, right? No offense. No, yeah, yeah. But fuck you. If they if they know it's coming, they can anticipate a little bit. Yeah. And then you, when you put it out, you're like, okay, this artist is actually about what they're saying. Uh, he has a plan. He's motivated. He gets things done. And it, it shows that you're dedicated to actually getting your stuff out. We we talked about guy this. I would like to have a beer with. There, that's exactly what I'm saying. Was, we've had this conversation with the podcast many a time, where it's like we need to stay consistent with. Our, our publishing of, of this blog yeah. or this, this podcast I should say uh-huh. um, because that shows a per- certain level of professionalism yeah. that we're actually putting in the time to get this thing done right same thing with you and your music yeah. you know do you think that bigger stars who just drop surprise releases do you think that shows a level of unprofessionalism no I think it's strategy hmm. I think again what about what about okay, okay. Right. what about Somebody like Kanye West, who obviously put this out, like some of his projects, like um, uh, uh, The Life of Pablo, for instance, his mm-hmm. previous album. He put that out, and then he constantly updated it right. for like six months yeah. until he got yeah. it right. And now he's left it alone, as far as we know. Right. And now it's finished, right? Okay. Yeah. But he can say whatever he wants, but it was obvious that he met a deadline, mm-hmm. but wasn't done with it. Yeah, and the Al- same album thing with, patches. It's exactly yeah. patches. He, we, we're getting the, the 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 first week patches. Right, day one DLC. Same thing with um, yay, with uh-huh. the with the lyric that he added um about right. the the slavery thing or whatever. Yeah, like it it you can't just go back in and go. Well, I I wanted to add something to it. Actually, like, this is a finished project. That's hey hey hey. Do- dogs dogs are fighting. Dogs are fighting. It's a finished product, finished yep. product, you know, yeah. or so, so we thought, and that, that kind of goes into the whole conversation of what an album actually is. Right. Is this, is a live thing that's ever evolving or anything, but yeah. So in that situation, do you think that's unprofessional or do you think that there's a strategy to that too? 
I think that's a strategy too. I'd like to give Kanye the benefit of the doubt with that kind of stuff because I feel like he's been in the game long enough to understand that he has he is again one of those few people with enough clout to have a sort of stealth release and have it become viral. Yeah. Everybody, even if you're not into his music, like he's somebody you read headlines about that a lot of people are curious in the, you know, TMZ realm to see what he's up to nowadays. Yeah. What kind of shenanigans is he in? Yeah. It gets you, it gets you interested regardless. Right. So yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a strategy. On the, um, uh, of people bootlegging the album for sure. Yeah. When you just, when you just put it up on, I think streaming services, if they, if artists were able to work out a better deal where they get, you know, better pay from it, mm-hmm. that streaming services is actually the best thing that's ever happened as far as like well, they control could, over yeah. your own destiny. Oh, if they could leverage that into uh, much more potential profitability, then yeah. But right now, it, its biggest asset to an artist is that it allows people to hear them. Yeah more easily than they ever were before. Yeah. They can end up on one of those discover weekly playlists and get found that way by right. an entirely new fan base. Yeah. And also, like I said, control, like, yeah, they, they can... put something out like when they want to, how they want to. Yeah. There's no, like, you know, you gotta, well, I guess there is a little bit of meeting a release date, but at the same time, it's like, if you, if something so, so superfluous is just like, uploading a digital file right like if you kept it just digital and even print up physical copies of it i mean it's like it's it's the same across any any physical versus digital medium like if you were to print out a flyer a a thousand copies of a flyer or have a website up yeah you know if you mess up the let's say the last digit in a phone number on the printout you'd have to restart the that entire process and pay for the ones that you already put out but if it's on a website, change it on the website and it's good to go. Yeah. That's it. There's no harm, no foul. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's the, uh, that is a, a, uh, a benefit and a detriment just based on the mediums themselves mm-hmm. inherently. Yeah. <clears throat> and you have, now they have multiple ways of selling records too. Like if you look at how they count up sales, it's like physical sales overall sales digital digital sales yeah. yeah it's it's i don't know it's a it's a weird everything is being affected by how quickly technology is evolving yeah it's pretty fascinating yeah you know disney getting its own streaming service because they're just like fuck it we're not gonna let you other guys have our shit when we have such a catalog of things yeah they've been literally making stuff since like the 20s right yeah. like, not not only making stuff but now buying up stuff. Yeah. And in this latest venture with uh, 21st Century Fox, mm-hmm. then trying to fucking buy them. Yeah. But not without a fucking fight, Oh, man. Comcast is in there. Fight. So we've been hearing about this for a while. Comcast, they had been rumored to be setting up a cash, an all-cash deal where they just walk in with the motherfucking suitcases and just go, what's up? Who won what? We here, baby. Handcuffed to some guy's <laughs> wrist. <laughs> this is Brian. He comes with the package. And now, um, they 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 finally came through with their with their uh, offer. I don't know what what do you do you have the what it was? Okay, so Disney offered fifty two point four billion dollars oh, for Fox back in December. 
But, but, let just let that settle in for a minute. Um, but Comcast came in and offered $65 billion. Sixty-five. I'll repeat that. Sixty-five. Sixty-five billion billion dollars. 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 Um. So. Lord have mercy. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Disney is counter offered now, right? Uh, Disney has. Let me actually find that offer. Uh. So Comcast. I mean, what what uh, what are they what are they going to do? Let's say Comcast does win the bid what do they do with 21st century fox i mean like i mean you know, now you now obviously comcast gets all the rights to all those movies and stuff TV i get that shows i'd assume they might make like a x-men tv show or not that like there's not enough of those already on tv right um but i mean like with disney they can i, I don't see how i mean i guess the the, the money helps who's oh man Who's getting the money? Well, for, for the record, the uh, the latest bid from Disney, who just counteroffered, I think today actually, yeah, um, if not very recently, is seventy one point three billion dollars. Yeah, Disney's offering for Fox. They want that butt. Yeah, yeah, they do. God damn, they're hungry and thirsty. What what did they give? Uh, I mean, they they gave um. George Lucas, they gave him what, like six billion, something like that. Not as much as this. And well, no, yeah, and, and we thought that that was a crazy amount of money. And then, and then now, look, look what they've done with with Disney. I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, with Star Wars, with just Star Wars. Yeah, they haven't even fucking touched Indiana Jones yet. No, but well, I mean, they say they're going to. Yeah, yeah. no, I know, but uh, um, uh, the Force Awakens, biggest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Last Jedi is up there. Yep. Um. But I mean, all the Marvel movies. All the Mar- I mean, come on. Yeah. All the Marvel movies. Right. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. And then The Incredibles 2 for Disney just made like the, a, the a, most money. Like a buck 85. Yeah. The most the f- money opening weekend for a, uh animated movie. Crazy. So. So they're just, I mean, they're, Disney is on a winning streak. Cut it out. <laughs> Disney's on a winning streak, oh, yeah. man. They cannot miss right now well okay question for you though. get out that's it get out get out stop fighting fighting. question for you yeah Uh, i've seen a lot about this debate back and forth on uh, the internet obviously uh which is made to debate um and to say that you slept with somebody's mom that's right um i've seen this a lot which is do you think this is a good idea uh, not even necessarily a good idea because obviously financially, yeah, sure, it's a good idea for the for Disney to buy up as many profitable companies as possible. Yeah, but do you think this is a good thing for the fans of these properties? Do you think this is a good idea or a good thing for um, I don't know, just generally the the art itself? Will it suffer because it's under this? Uh, sort of monopoly of a company that is Disney. Well, I think, I think um, this kind of stuff doesn't get affected as much by the spirit of competition as other industries. Uh-huh. So, what I mean is, Disney needs to make good movies. Period. Yeah. Because it's not as if moviegoers see a movie because 
Disney made. It's a Disney film, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, you know, I think that some people do, though. Well, of course, of course. They, right. they're just if you're like, looking at an animated movie, you go, okay, I'll watch Frozen over, you know, this, yeah, you know, whatever movie I, this because is. Because I trust Disney as a company. Right. But I mean, as far as, like, the product itself, mm-hmm. like, in other businesses, you have to continue to put stuff out because people have other avenues to get that same thing. Uh-huh. There's that spirit of competition. I My product's got to be better than yours because they have the choice between my product and your product, right? right? But with movies, like if you don't make a good movie, it doesn't matter who made the movie. If it sucks, it sucks, and people yeah. are just not going to see that movie. So I think the only thing that it really affects is corporate. Okay. Like corporate-wise, business-wise, no, I don't think it's a good thing to have Disney just own three quarters of the film and, and uh, mm. TV industry. Yeah. That's crazy. They just do whatever they want and whatever Disney decides is what's going to entertain us right. is what's going to entertain us. But I think with stuff like this, this is the best, this is the, 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 the best opportunity for people to vote with their wallets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't want to see a fucking, if you don't want to contribute to the monopoly, don't fucking go see Disney movies. You know, do your research. You can find out what uh, companies Disney owns and how they make profit and stuff. Like, you don't have to watch Viacom channels and things like True. that. But yeah, I mean, as far as the consumer is concerned, I think like they just have to make good movies. Right. As far as we're concerned, they're going to continue to do that because that's how they make money. People aren't just like people are drones for yeah. the most part i mean people would say that you're a drone for liking the avengers movies like yeah you know that's not that's not high cinema that's not a, an art house film that's gonna be played at the enzian theater right a lot of people actually do say that like, yeah they shit on people who like oh, yeah. these marvel movies yeah i mean it's popcorn entertainment yeah it's all it is it's not, it's not much deeper than that ever right you know but so yeah i get that i get that but people will enjoy what they want to enjoy man yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as far as pros and cons are concerned, like nobody, nobody goes to see a movie. Well, not nobody, but the majority of people don't just go. Well, it's Disney, and I prefer Disney over uh, 21st Century Fox, or I'm gonna go see, right. you know, a a, a a a 21st Century Fox movie over a, a a DreamWorks movie because I trust 21st Century over DreamWorks. You don't think that happens? I think that I, that I does so. happen. I really think it does because. I, if, if you see something that's like a Pixar movie versus a DreamWorks movie, I feel like most people would say, oh, Pixar has a better track record. I'm going to go with the Pixar movie. Yeah. If you're in the know like that, if you're just like, you know, an everyday parent who doesn't really pay attention to movies and stuff like that, you're, you're gonna just going to see the, the animated movie that your kid wants to watch at the end of the day. But Yeah, I think, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is I think like, you know, it, it, I, don't, I don't think that there's as many people... Like, if, if you saw a trailer for a dope-ass animated movie, mm. like, I know for me personally, yes, knowing about the studios and knowing who makes what yeah. definitely drives my decision. Because, I, you know, I'm just, I, I, I research stuff like that. Right. I'm in the know like that. But I don't think the average consumer watches a trailer and goes, oh, I love that. And then at the end, when they know it's made by DreamWorks, they go, mm. ah, fuck. I don't think that happens all the time. I think it happens every once in a while, obviously, with people who are informed. But... I feel like the opposite kind of happens where it's like you you'll watch a trailer, let's say like a I don't know, like a a mom watches a trailer uh in let's say in the movie theater when they're about to watch another movie and they see at the end it says Disney. Yeah. 
that's a seal of approval. Yes. That's a seal of quality. Yeah, that's true. Just like Nintendo has been for a long time where it's like, oh, it's a Nintendo published game. Yeah. It's going to be good. That's true. You know? So I, I feel like that is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if Disney owns everything, I kind of fear for the creativity and, you know, like them taking chances because it's a Disney company after all and yeah. they can't get too weird. They can skirt it. They've shown that with the Netflix series and stuff like that, but I just I'm I'm just afraid that everything is going to become this homogenized like dumbed down watered down mess. Yeah. That it, is, it, you know, acceptable. It it's could. fine, but it could, but I think I think if they if they have if they have more financial freedom because they know they don't have to compete with anybody, they could go one of two ways. They could mm-hmm. just do whatever they want, just go balls to the wall, or like you said, it could be very just uh, churn them out, kind of right. one after the other. Like, um, like with the, it, it happens a lot with like uh, video games. Uh, yeah. EA bought out the rights to NFL, mm-hmm. and so they just cranked out Madden games year after year after yep. year, and the quality Forever. dipped because they didn't have any competition. Yeah. Right? They didn't have anybody nipping at their heels, and so they just churned out games. But they also have a loyal fan base yeah. of people who are like, I don't give a shit. I want to play Madden. Right. Uh, the WWE is another example where they were, you know, they were at the height of their power in the late 90s mm-hmm. because of the Monday Night Wars with WCW, right? right? And WCW was stupid huge at the time. But as soon as WWE bought out WCW, I mean, the product, the quality of the product I mean, suffered. Took, I mean, it took a nosedive. Yeah. Because they were like, fuck it. There's, they know it's like they're looking at the consumer going, where, where else are you going to go? It's yep. like they've closed the door and locked it and they go, where are you going? Right. You got nothing else? Right. Sit down and watch this piece of shit. You can choose me or nothing. Right. So, yeah, I guess that could go for the, for the movie industry too. Like if Disney owns pretty much everything and it's like, I don't want to see this movie. It's like, okay, what other movie are you going to see? <laughs> Enjoy writing your own film, sir, <laughs> with your TV off. Oh, oh, you want to see that? Well, guess what? We own that too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a scary thought, man. Yeah, yeah because yeah. a lot of businesses, industry, this is this is the way of 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 these these uh, these industries, man. Is these mergers? Yeah. Every, every fucking thing. Acquisition, every, dude. There's like, there's like. 12 parent companies that own everything else yeah in the world yeah it's fucking crazy yeah uh, like, like uh, i think t-mobile and sprint are about to merge probably fucking crazy fucking crazy yeah this is too much it's yeah. too much i think it's I, I i am i'm afraid of that future where they've taken away all choice and it's just like look this is this is what you get take it or leave it mm-hmm. and i think that that's what we're that's what we're going towards. Yeah. And well. That's frightening. <sighs> I guess we'll see. But yeah, I mean that's that's why like I I'm I'm happy with the quality of Disney, but at the same time I don't want them to own everything. Mm-hmm. So, speaking ah. of quality of Disney, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Solo didn't do so hot. Hmm. So as we talk about how much, you know, how, how the 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 winning the the winning the, the Fucking winning win streak, winning streak. I don't know. They, uh, I, I wouldn't say that they took a big L because the movie still did well financially. I mean, they still had to 
date. Let's let's check the uh, box office versus the uh, the budget on this bitch. Yeah, I, I feel like the advertisements were pretty much everywhere. So yeah, so the, the it I mean, had to cost a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. The budget was two hundred seventy-five million dollars to make that movie. Want to guess what the box office was? You said two seventy what? Two seventy-five was the budget. Okay. Worldwide gross so far. What do you think? As of this date? Yes. Ooh, I'll say 300. Uh, you're not that far off. You know what's funny, though? Huh. They projected it to do like, like 450, 500. Mm-hmm. It did, so far, 343. Okay. So yeah, that's not a huge profit. That's Ooh. I mean, that's like honestly, people always look at things. They always look at the the box office versus the budget, and they say, well, if it's over the budget, then they made a profit. But they kind of don't. No, nope. they've got to clear like a hundred mil yeah. to really make a profit on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and they do that by a fucking cut hair. Yeah, like barely. Right, right. Uh, that that means there is close to zero return for the people who worked on the movie, and that is a bomb. Yeah. When when you consider everybody involved. Yeah. But I mean, you know, fuck this movie. Well, as we said when it was first coming out, like n- nobody I knew, barring maybe one person who's like a super super Star Wars nerd, cared about this movie. Like it just it, it did not inspire interest in people especially after hearing about all of the insider information about them having to change the directors to ron howard yeah and it's just not like the creative direction not really working and the uh the lead actor for yeah, han solo had he, to get you know like training for acting dude he, he i was never convinced by that guy no ever no. there were better picks out there not one fucking trailer where i was like oh yeah this guy's gonna nail it yeah uh, I'm actually reading on the wiki page right here. With an estimated budget of at least 250 million, it is the one, one of the most expensive films ever made, and will need to gross at least 500 million to break even. Yeah. So, so it's got a. I guess that's the rule. Then you have to double what you made, or or what, what it, it costs to make. Yeah, right. what it costs. That's obviously an easier way of saying that. <laughs> um, to to make a profit. profit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that happening because. It's been out for a while. It has. It's it's been. I'm sure it's been collecting the international paycheck too. So mm-hmm. unless it hasn't like debuted in Asia, then I don't really see it making much more money. Yeah. Well, uh, there's going to be, I think, far-reaching consequences to this film not doing so high. There already is. Yeah, and that would be the fact that no more standalone Star Wars movies as of right now. Yeah, they put them on pause. And they're going to focus on the new Star Wars uh, Episode Nine. Yep. And also the, the new trilogy that they're working on. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's smart. Yeah. Focus on, I mean, they had a pretty uh, ambitious idea to do like main Star Wars movie, then standalone, right. then main, then standalone, then main every other year. Yeah. Like it's the fucking Olympics or something. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, it's an ambitious idea, but I wasn't a fan from the start. No. I just think that's a lot of shit. That's a lot of, like, um, shoe-ins and tie-ins and fucking... Yeah. I don't know. Like, a lot of... Lot of uh, um, not shoe-in, but uh, uh, 
shoe horns. A lot of shoe horns. Shoe horns, stuff. Yeah. Lots of shoes. Yeah, a lot of shoe, a lot of shoe metaphors and right. similes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not good, you know, just no. not good. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think that some of the charm of Star Wars to begin with is the fact that it was something you, it was an event you had to wait for, mm-hmm. you know, or, or something that you didn't even think was on the horizon yet. You know, something that you thought that, like, this is all we get and we have to infer the rest of the mythology and the, you know, the uh, the interest in this story. A lot of it was mystery, clouded in mystery. But yeah. the more and more they do these Star Wars stories, essentially the side stories, the less mystery there is in that universe. Yeah. So I, I mean, did we need to know, like... Han, like where Han Solo came from? No, no, no. I didn't personally. I never needed to know that. I, I just knew I he was cool. Even, I never even thought about it. Right. I. There's so much you can infer in his storyline to to take a wild guess as to how he got to the most icy cantina, mm-hmm. and how everything else unfolded after that. Like we know enough about him. He's like, it'd be like if they did an entire prequel to Indiana Jones. You know, like we don't need that story, even though there was young Indiana Jones a TV say, didn't series. They, didn't yeah, they do that? kinda, kinda. But I don't, yeah. I don't really count that as canon. But uh, yeah, no, I just, I feel like they maybe now have realized that they've bitten off a bit more than they should have, and should probably back off a little bit mm-hmm. and just give it a little time to breathe. Ugh, excuse me, which is a smart. Yeah, it is a smart. It's a smart. It's a smart. It's a smart. Yeah, now they 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 they, they uh, they're it's in their best interest to, you know, just kind of let things breathe, just kind of, you know, let let people think about stuff for a while, you yeah. know, let let them just kind of settle in. That being said, I would love a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan oh, movie. God damn it, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, man, I'm really upset that they that this is what's happening. If there's one movie I do actually want to see out of this entire like side story business is that one but that but that's different that has a built-in star that's different i like it (laughs) i like that Mm -hmm. yeah no but it is different it's not like you don't have to first of all he's already the character yeah so you're not you don't have to convince the the public of of this choice he's already done it and he's and he's already great at it yeah ewan mcgregor's awesome period Mm -hmm. uh just knowing like again Knowing, like, we already got enough Obi-Wan story, you know? Yeah. But if they needed to make a new standalone movie, that would be the one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I no, agree. we're not getting that Boba Fett one that everybody wanted. I don't think everybody wanted that movie. I didn't need it. I did not at all. They no. were going to, like, retroactively, like, oh, that's Fife trying to get out of your room. <laughs> <laughs> what a dummy. All right, I'll go get the cat. Yeah. Well, yeah. They were gonna retroactively um, explain that Boba Fett was not uh, Jango Fett's son yeah. or clone son. Yeah, he wasn't Jango Fett's clone son or whatever the fuck he was. That they were gonna go back and like somehow make it so that he was this standalone dude or something like that. So because everybody was mad at the clone thing, which is like this this revisionist history bullshit of going back and you know just changing the shit that people don't like is bullshit you know you made the fucking decisions that you made now just deal with it deal with the consequences wait he didn't come out yeah he didn't come out yeah he'll come out when he wants to fucking eat uh, yeah me too <laughs> revisionist history is what I was mm-hmm. uh, going on about the fact that yeah. like these filmmakers they just decide like hey you know what we didn't like that direction let's just go back and do it again it's like no you have to deal with 
the choices that you made. Right. Okay? You made a shit choice. Now deal with it. Well, I mean, the the only time I remember that actually not being the case is when they did uh, Rogue One, where they made that plot hole about the Death Star plans and the Death Star having this one weakness, uh, a plot point, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. They retroactively fixed that plot hole yeah. in the original series, and, you know... I feel like they did a great job of that, but I don't think you can do that every time. No. And again, uh, even though I like Rogue One, yeah, not necessary. You know? It was a cool thing to yeah. see how, how it all came about, but needing to explain away that that aspect of the Death Star, like... I never... Okay, so the thing with Rogue One was it, it's a movie that I didn't know I needed, but I do in retrospect. <laughs> the know that know that you you do. yeah. Now that I know what I know, I did need that. Hmm. Before I wouldn't have second guessed the whole weakness of the Death Star thing as being this plot hole. I know some people did. I just felt like, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, that's that kind of movie. Yeah. It's a pulpy sci-fi movie. Of course, there's a made in the early seventies. Yeah, uh, of course, there's a an issue with the Death Star that you know they get the plans for and they're able to uh, execute on. Yeah, but at the same time, we're uh, I don't know. I I feel like Star Wars has become something different than it was in the past. So yeah. we need those explanations now. Like the current the modern audience requires that all the gaps are filled up, you well, know? And I think that I mean, that's the only thing though, is just the fact that we're we're smarter now. We're a smarter audience. Eh. Yeah, we're, suck it, Dad. The 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 hive mind is smarter. You know? As a right. collective, we want more answers. We want less plot holes. We want more answers. <laughs> Less plot holes, like we want things explained. Like, you know, it 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 makes sense that they would have to start covering more bases now instead yeah. of just going, eh, it's a movie. Right. But I kind of like sometimes. I don't know. It's because sometimes you do want all your bases covered. And you want all the plot holes covered up. You want all all of them, no no holes. You want them all right. buried. You want right. dirt in all those plot holes. Yep. And then in some instances. I'm okay with just going, eh, it's a movie. Oh, and you know, for me, a lot of times I'm I'm so wrapped up in the narrative they're trying to sell me that I don't even notice the plot holes until somebody points them out. Yeah. You know? I guess if, if, if a movie is so, if, if it's so good, then yeah, you can just go, eh. And then somebody points it out later and you're like, man, I didn't notice oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. That's crazy. Right. Plot hole. Yeah. Don't care, though. Yeah, Because really. the movie's dope. That's what really matters at the end of the day. I think, honestly, it does, man. Just yeah. keep making good shit. And, like, you know, they say winning cures everything. They say it in sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Winning cures everything. So you can have all these controversies. This player doesn't want to play here. This guy doesn't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. But if you yeah. win a championship, nobody even fucking gives a shit. Yeah. And that's the same thing with pretty much everything. Yeah. As long as you're successful, people don't fucking question that shit. Mm-hmm. Disney keeps churning out these winners, except for Solo, and uh, nobody's going to question the fact that they are trying to own everything. <laughs> I mean, by everything. the time they're done, ugh, excuse me, they're, they're, it's just going to be Viacom, Disney, and I can't think of a parent company off the top of my head. Com Disney. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's what's going to happen. Mm, they'll merge together. Now, they'll merge. Ugh. And then it'll just be one parent company that rules everything. The world. I mean, it's bad enough that, you know, our internet service providers, there's only like three. Yeah. We have a choice of Bright House or Eat a Dick. Yeah. Or Comcast. Yeah, yeah. Ironically. Mm. They're trying to be everywhere. Mm. Can't fucking take this shit anymore, man. <laughs> freaking out, man. Freaking everywhere, man. Uh, entertainment news. Mm. Creed trailer. Yeah. Want a mini trailer trash? Wait, 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 what? Creed. Trailer trash! Okay. Yeah. So we finally get the long-awaited Creed trailer. Creed 2. Creed 2. Mm. Electric Boogaloo. A lot of familiar faces. We get the hunk of all hunks, Michael B. Jordan. Mm. That guy's just I mean, hot streak. I mean, he's like just uh, uh, like marble. He's just chiseled marble. Mm-hmm. What a man. Um, Sly's back. Yep. Uh, I forgot his fucking love interest. I forgot her name. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> so the trailer goes as. Wasn't she uh, Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok? Is that the same? No. It's not the same actress? No, now I gotta look it up. Okay, I don't think it's the same actress. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, so the the trailer goes the way that these fucking trailers go. These sports trailers, a lot of, a lot of, oof. fucking slow mo this, slow mo that. He's, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got to throw some fucking rapper in there. I think the problem that we had last year or the year before with them including all of these um every trailer would have Kanye West or Jay-Z in it. Yeah. Now it's all fucking uh uh Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. and people like that. I think you're right. Yes, you're right. Hey. Same actress. What's Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, that's right. Tessa Thompson. She is a looker. What a babe. Older than I thought she was. Not a problem. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that Tessa Thompson's age is not going to prevent you from dating her. I'm not an ageist. Okay, that's you great. Know, no problem with that. I'm happy for you, man. I mean, Aubrey Plaza is way older than I thought she was. And, uh, We're not going to go down the list of how old things Plaza. How old every female actor is? No, no, of course, of course. We're not going to do that. She's 33, by the way. Okay. Um, that's, but, not, that's not old at all. No, I just said older than I thought. Oh, you thought she was like in her 20s? Yeah. She seems like it. Yeah, I'd give her. I give her early thirties. Well, then you'd be spot on, wouldn't you? Yeah, I sure. How would. old do you think Tessa Thompson is? Uh, give her like a thirty-three. Well, it's thirty-four. Ah, there it is. Yeah, pretty yeah. close. So the trailer goes as these trailers go, and then uh, we get the we get the reveal, which uh, you explained to me was something that not much of a reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot point that um, he's going to be boxing. Uh, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago's son. I don't know. Igor Drago. <laughs> I guess they, they Drago Jr. <laughs> they haven't he's revealed like, his name yet. He's like Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll just come out right and say it. Not a fan. Mm. Don't like it. Oh, this no. trash stinks. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not into it. Not into the, you know, let's. Creed worked on on multiple levels because, yeah. you know, you got Ryan Coogler 
and you got it going in a direction where it's like it's in familiar territory, but it's like a new story. Yeah. You know, it felt different. It felt familiar, but also new. Right. Like this was this was the same shit that happened seen through someone else's eyes, mm-hmm. which I thought was super interesting. Same, same, but different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad, not good. Right. And then you come back with the trailer and it's just like, come on, man. Like, like, uh, uh, hey, Sylvester Stallone, uh-huh. like he just couldn't stop himself from blowing his load. <laughs> like it, it just, it, it never fails. The guy yeah. doesn't know how to make a sequel without just going, that thing worked. Let's mm-hmm. do that again with mm-hmm. more people. Yeah. And that's all he's doing with this. You know, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I... I agree with you to a certain extent, but at the same time, I feel like I, I, I feel like Creed fighting Ivan Drago, uh, his son, I should say. <laughs> That'd be hilarious that, if he actually did fight him. Oh God, yeah. Old ass Dolph Lundgren, in there, <sighs> and he just beats the shit out of him in yeah. one round. It's from my daddy. <laughs> um, I, I think that that story arc that you obviously have an issue with is like kind of inevitable. I feel like they had to go down that line. If they didn't, it would feel like they were actually trying to avoid it. Yeah. You know? Because in, in the first Creed, like, he's obviously been impacted by the loss of his father. And he knows about it. And he knows about the legacy yeah. that his dad had and, like, how he died in the ring and all, you know, all this stuff. So I feel like this is them ramping up the drama and ramping up the, the stakes because it's like, you know, in the trailer itself, uh, Rocky says, "You know, you, your, your dad said the same thing to me, and he died in my hands." Yeah. You know that entire thing about him not having I don't a. Know what that impression was? Well, it was it was about him, um, Creed, I should say, Creed saying that. No, no, no! Your impression of Sly. Oh, oh, that was. That was not good. I, that was actually taken from the movie. I don't know what you're talking you're, about. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did that you was just a re- play audio. That I was a recording. Oh, yeah, that wow, was a recording wow. from my phone. I apologize. So yeah, sorry. I'm gonna continue. You're right. Sorry. Um, Who the hell am I? I don't know. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I uh, I think that that's actually a, a, a obvious, obviously an obvious story beat for this character obviously obvious obviously obvious but at the same time i feel like it's satisfying in a way like it's a it's a book you know it's like it's a storybook you know what would be more interesting Uh. because if if you if you know anything about sports for real for real sports you'll know that most of the time when a superstar athlete has a kid they suck they suck awful and you know what would be really fucking interesting is if uh, Creed, his kid, mm-hmm. uh, Apollo Creed's kid. If Michael B. Jordan was like awful, instead of like this prodigy who's mm-hmm. destroying people in these clubs, and then he comes up and you know he becomes a professional boxer, wins the heavyweight championship, yada yada yada. Yeah. No, if he was like super mediocre mm-hmm. and like couldn't figure out why he just didn't have it in him, yeah. you know, that's an interesting story. But for him to be at the top of his game and then Ivan Drago's kid being at the top of his game yeah. and then those dudes inevitably crashing, like, I just, you know, I'm just not into it. Wouldn't that be, I don't know, I feel like that that wouldn't be a Rocky movie, though. You know, like, that wouldn't make for a good Rocky movie. It'd make for an interesting, like, art house film, you know, like, examining the 
pressure put on the sons and daughters of successful athletes. Like that's yeah, an inter- that's interesting, interesting character movie. study. But I don't feel like that's what people would go into like a spin-off Rocky movie well, yeah, for. Of course not. But that's, you know, But and, and you know, again to the sort of defense of Creed 2 based on the trailer, like I I just I feel like I've always known that the Rocky series has been basically like an opera. You know, it's like this dramatic soap opera that just involves boxing. So in with that in mind, I feel like it's very appropriate for that storyline to happen where of course, of course, Creed's son is going to fight Ivan Drago's son. You don't think it, it it's not it's inevitable it's in not my book. It's too obvious. It's inevitable. It it has to happen in my book. I'm okay with it. Going on record, I'm saying I'm okay with that matchup. I think it's fine. I think it's exciting. I I want to see the movie. Well, we'll see. Because I'll go see it. I'm a fan of Rocky movies. Yeah. I'm a fan of Michael B. Jordan, if I haven't made it obvious by my <laughs> dick being out right now. I don't know. So, we'll see. I see it. I know. Mm. It's good, isn't it? It's like an eggplant. <sighs> if an eggplant was, like, brown mm. and average looking. Yeah. <laughs> Tootsie Roll. Well, okay. My dick may be average, but what do you think of this beer? Um, it t- tastes like your dick. Uh, <laughs> you know. <sighs> I walked into that one. Um, the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA uh, was very good in my opinion. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. Um, it has sort of a, uh, a little bit of a fruity tone to it, but also pretty hoppy. Well, you know, it's packed with uh, bright tropical aromas, a brilliant citrusy flavor. Uh, it's unfiltered IPA. It's wrapped with a pleasantly smooth finish. So That's literally everything I was about to say. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Um, but no, I actually, as a regular IPA drinker, I enjoyed this sort of fruitier take on their IPA. Yeah. Um, I am going to give it a 4.5. Hmm. I thought it was very good. I'm gonna agree with you. Four point five for me, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was it was really good. Yeah. Uh, flavor wise, just just on the just from a flavor profile. Right. Thought it was very tasty. Everything seemed to work well together. Yeah. For the most part. Seven point five IPA. It was hoppy, but not too hoppy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was right there in a nice little drinkable medium. It's pleasant. Yeah. Pleasant. It's pleasant. Yeah. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink that delicious beer and always have a beautiful evening.